This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The score remembers teammate, score legend, and Chicago radio icon, Les Grobstein, who passed away at age 69. Rest in peace, Grobber. We'll all miss you. This is WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago. We do go down some interesting routes, don't we, Les? Uh, we had a few. We've had a few over the years, and... Uh... Um, the fact that you uh, went to the same school as my son, Scott, Illinois State, That's right. ISU guys, and um, you have that in common as well. Amen. <laughs> yes. There was. Always, like, always knew Scott Grobstein, even though I didn't know Scott Grobstein, because we both went to ISU. And that would have to set up. That would have to be the base of the conversation. Now we can move on. We got through that part. Les told me what he knew. He linked something. He connected a dot, just like he always had to do. And then he was able to focus. (laughs) It was like his own little attention deficit disorder thing where he had to kind of play with things a little bit before he could go in a straight line. Let me let me get my per do, more like per don't. Okay, you got through the joke. Ha ha. We've heard it now. Now go on, Les. No, the, stop the shtick. Would you please just tell me more like the Aints. The Saints. Get it? Okay, Les. Now move on. That's our guy. He is the, the truly the one and only Les Grobstein who died on Sunday afternoon at the age of 69. They have not released a reason as to why Les died, that we lost him. Um, and and we'll find out. What I, what I have learned um, from the family is that Les wanted to work he wanted to work the overnight yesterday, if that makes sense. He wanted to work what, what is what you would think of as a Sunday into the Monday. So he wanted to show up at midnight, and, and that and that's the day we lost him later that afternoon. He wanted to work that day. Something was amiss. Something was wrong. Um, you know, less was there was a wellness check that was performed on him at one point in time, and we were all relieved that. He was okay, so I thought, okay, all right, less, you know, something happened, and he's he's sick, so we got to deal with that, and he's going to take a couple days off, and then he's going to be fine, um, and that's the way it felt. I kind of, you know, I was kind of look thinking of it and uh, through my peripheral, uh, you know, like what's going on. I'm just assuming less will pop back up, and then I woke up to the news this morning, this morning, seven o'clock. I woke up. And I looked at my phone just like I do, and it's it's messages galore actually with the story of Les. I'm thinking, my God, everybody gets up very very early in this world, but it's seven o'clock, and I and I like I had a show to do that. I was filling in for Bernstein and Rahimi today with Rick Camp, so I was prepared to be up and to do a show, which obviously was going to be a completely different show. And then there I was, frozen, looking at that and thinking, yeah, this is, wow. And trying to process it and not thinking it's real, but understanding that it's real. And not, I guess, I shouldn't say that because, like, people, were you shocked? I mean, I guess I guess I was surprised. Yeah, I did not think I was going to wake up to that call. But to say I'm shocked, I'm not necessarily shocked the, about that it wasn't you know the biggest surprise party in the world 
Um, but it's it yeah it it has taken me on a journey of emotions throughout this day. Am I going Will Ferrell for some reason? But that's what it was. No. That's what this day has been, man. Uh, Sean Sears joining us on the mic here right now too. It has been a day that has been like because tr- honestly, Sean, like yeah. when we did the show this morning, Rick Camp and I from nine to noon, it was really fun. It was actually really fun, and I was smiling a lot, and it felt good, and it wasn't that tell a story and cry, you know, because I've been through things like that, too, where you're kind of just crying through your laughter or vice versa. In this case, it was just really fun and fun to talk about, and then now it's the processing part and the hitting you part that that this guy ain't coming back and all this fun stuff you talk about. It's 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 We'll have the memories, but he's gone. Yeah. It's uh, I, I think one thing I've noticed, and I, I've only been with the score since this past April, so I, uh, you know, I, I've never really interacted with Les in person. It's been through, you know, the board. So I almost feel like somewhat like a caller to some extent with him. But uh, he's a guy that uh, everyone has a Les Grobstein story, and even the short time I spent with him, I, I can think of five or six stories I, I routinely <laughs> tell some of my friends, just because like you know he's. He's a one of a kind person, and yeah. uh, I don't know. I uh, I felt the same way you did, though. I, you know, Les is. Yeah, I figured he was just sick. He was bouncing back. He texted me Sunday morning, and said he was he was going to be here. So I, uh. I I thought for sure. You know, it, Les doesn't text. So <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right, Les is here. Let's go. And then you know, the another day I thought, and you know, unfortunately, that didn't come. But uh, you know, he's uh. <laughs> It's it's clear, you know. I I can't tell you. Anytime we go off the air or someone, you know, Les can't be on, we need to replace him for a night or something like that. The text screen floods with, you know, how's oh, Les doing? Where is he at? You know, yeah. Are we listening to CBS all night? Where's Les? Right. It's uh, yeah. it's clear how important he was to people. Amen, man. Well, Sean, I'm glad that you're there because you know I get disorganized looking at all the callers. Am I at Am I at Ken right now? Is that would that be correct? Ken and Elk Grove. That is right. Look at me. Ken, you're on the score. Robert, Scott, thank you for sharing your dad with all of us over the years. <laughs> I wanted to ask Scott, how thick is his wallet compared to Les's wallet? Les had a George Costanza wallet. <laughs> well, first of all, I just had to tell you, just so you know. Uh, and when you say that to, to Les, George Costanza was a fictional character. I'm a real person. I said, Les... <laughs> Your pants are going to fall down with that wallet. You got more cow there than out in the fields. Oh, my God. But, Brody, while you're laughing, the day the Bears traded for Khalil Mack, I called. Okay. And I go, yeah, I'm a neighbor of less. And you're like, go over there and ring his doorbell. Go ring his doorbell. I was looking back at it. I should have. I want Khalil Mack, if you play the tape back, to run over and just knock the living crap out of Aaron Rodgers next year and then point up to the sky for J.D. and Les and say, that's for you because that's how much Les is going to push him. Les was one of a kind. So you oh, you think there's going to be a grabber game this year? There's oh, gonna God, be yes. Just like a Brian Robinson a couple years ago. Oh, with my God. It, oh, my God. It, it, you know, be, it would have – Oh, it, and it would have to be, you're right, it has to be dramatic, and it has to, the only way I will truly believe in this, though, is if, okay, one of two scenarios, it has to be either a sweep of the Packers or some oh, super consequential hey. game against the Packers. Mark, let yeah. us pray. Let us keep let our us, fingers crossed. Let, let us pray now. Are we in church now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let us go get the lotto ticket, too. I don't care. They can win two games a year as long as they beat those shit. Green Bay, the mustard and green, the yeah. colors from P- the North Pew Pole. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Mark, but yes. yeah, the day that Bears got Khalil Mack, I was on, and you're like, go get him. Go get less. Go get less. I go, I'm a neighbor. I'm right around the corner from him. Yeah. Why did you get him? No, but every time well, I saw him, we made sure we talked football. So you wanted to go over there to tell him about the trade or the, the yeah. acquisition and of Mac. Just, you want to be like, yo. I'm ready. I was ready, rip run, ready to go that day to let's go Bears. And now that was, let, yeah. let us, yep. moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> a moment of silence indeed. <laughs> let, us, let us pray in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Um, thank and you so much, man. Go Bears. <laughs> see you, see you, Ken. 
That's uh Oh, awesome. Did that go on the air right there, Sean? Or are you just talking to my ear? I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, but I, that I was do just know. in your ear, but uh, I'll, I'll talk oh. to you either way. Oh, that's great. Okay, that was in my ear. And here's what was just in, put in my ear by the producer is that we are being joined by another score producer, and he is Zach Withers, who I remember very well, a Grobber producer. He was also a Saturday Suckage producer. So I, you and I, buddy, you and I have shared a lot of smiles uh, through the glass through the years, and many of them you got to witness centering on our guy, Les Grobstein. How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing good, Mark. Yeah, and that's definitely for sure. Um, back up on the 12th floor, and that, that was back when the update producer was, you know, had a clear view of the actual producer. So we would constantly yeah. be looking at each other when Les was just being uh, the the only Les that we know. <laughs> when he was being ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, we would look at each other like, what do we do now? Uh, and and uh, just uh, throughout the day, I've just had like so many crazy memories of Les and it's hard to really just keep track of them all because I worked with him for almost 10 years doing overnights with that man and uh, oh the one thing that yeah no it was a long time because yeah um, but the one thing that really like pops in my head that's like weird that people probably don't realize he wasn't just someone that would uh, always bring up statistics of just oh you know the 64 Cubs or just random things like that. He had his like own stats. Like he had like just papers filled with bum of the week. Who was the bum of the week in 2006 week 14 of the NFL season. Oh my God. Just really, really, he was a great guy and a strange guy. Yeah. That sums it up. That is fair. And you ain't lying. That is a, those are two good words to describe <laughs> Les Grobstein for sure. Yeah, because, uh, and you always, like, I'm trying to just keep my thoughts in order here, but he was a fan of just, like, weird movie franchises. Or not weird, but just, like, things that you wouldn't expect him as a man of his age. Like, you know, whether yeah. it would be, like, Home Alone, which we all know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he also, Home Alone. Yeah, it's a movie franchise that I grew up with, you know, as a kid of the 80s. So in the 90s, you know, I I loved Home Alone, but it was, like, weird to me that, you know, Les was super fond of the first two. It's in your wheelhouse, not his, yeah. Yeah, but he was also that way with, like, Men in Black. He'd always talk and quote, like, different franchises like that. And that's kind of what he would remind me of, is, like, those quirky alien humans from Men in Black that, they, they were trying to blend in among us, but they just couldn't, you know, you, you could tell that something was off. And that's kind of right. like what Les was. <laughs> that's that's really good. Um, yeah, well, there's those movies. And then there's, of course, The Three Stooges, Beavis and Butthead. Like, there was a, there. you know what, like, really, Zach, there was a wonderful and beautiful simplicity that went with Les. He didn't try to overcomplicate any of his sports talk. We know that, unless you consider obscure names overcomplicating the conversation, which maybe it did at times, but he would never overcomplicate anything. He wanted nothing to do with advanced metrics or anything. That, those were dirty words to him. And then his sense of humor, like we're talking about, it is like the Stooges. It's just it's just basic, beautiful, wonderful, stupid humor. Like Beavis and Butthead, same thing. And the Home Alone thing, I don't know. I don't know if I can quite get a handle on that other than just the, the silliness of that movie. The silly robbers. The, the silliness that a kid would be left home alone. Like that probably, probably resonated with less. Just the pure silliness of the whole scenario. Right. And he's, yeah, like you said, he's very, very just straightforward in all his approaches in life. Like even just take, you know, not to divert here, but even just taking the Jay Cutler thing that you brought up a couple of times. I mean, the only reason he hated Jay Cutler is because he lost against the Packers. And I mean, that, it mattered more to him than anything else. Yeah. That's why he loved Kyle Orton because Kyle Orton could quote unquote beat the Packers. And wow. so, yeah, if 
it's that it was simple. very simple. It's that, and, it's that yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's all that mattered to him was just I, I need the Bears to beat the Packers. So if the Bears beat the Packers this year, that they're you know going along with uh, the previous caller, that would be your Brian Robinson game. Less will will them to a win from the great beyond. Yeah. It really is a one plus one is two kind of thing with less, you know, four plus four is eight. What just simple, simple, simple um, numbers, times, tables, nothing yeah. like we're not talking about long division here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean, uh, and like you'll know this because I'm sure you've had all the same experiences with him. And you kind of I think it was Ronji you touched on this with, but he uh, he didn't really get to know, you know, your what you're doing in your personal life with your family or anything like for him, you know, when we would talk, he'd be like, Oh, you're from Northwest Indiana. So I went and covered a game in this <laughs> your high school. Right. Right. That's right. right. About it. That's the history right. that he wanted to know about you. Yes. Yes. That you're right. You're right. And, and then let, and then you would always have that at its base. And that was how conversations always had to start. And we're talking to, to Zach Withers, one of Grobber's many producers, and, and Zach Withers, a longtime score guy as well. Zach, anything anything else uh, that you you want to share before we uh, before we let you go into the night? No, no, that was just it. Just the random thinking about Les. Just the fact that he, you know, circling. You know, I'm very. This is a very Grobstein call because we jumped over a couple times. But just the fact that. I just had the thought of he tracked everything from bum of the week to his NFL picks. And there's this probably a stack of paper somewhere like the book of suckage that just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. who, who's going to inherit that, but it's out there that Les has all these personal stats that he tracked his whole life that I'm sure he knew until the day he passed away. That's unbelievable. And I love Zach Withers that you and I did what we did. You're right. We just went down a grobber wormhole and we never really came back to the topic until you imposed your will. Nice job, kid. Thanks for coming on, Zach. It's great to hear your voice, man. All right. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you later. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's uh, Zach Withers. And we're going to get to more of your calls here coming up. I've got a couple of things too on uh, a couple of screenshots that I took of short stories about Les. One in particular from Fred Mitchell, longtime Tribune guy that just had me LOLing. It, uh, and it, it's just, it's deluxe. But more of your calls are coming. I know some of you guys have been hanging in there on hold. I'm going to get to you next. It's Mark Grody at Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Mark, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Les. What is all of this Arlington Heights bear stuff? It sounds like you're you've, you're printing up AH hats already. People keep coming up with uh, what are they going to call them? And the answer is they're going to be the Chicago Bears. Period. Let, uh, let me again repeat. You have two teams in New Jersey, do they call themselves the uh, Meadowlands uh, Giants and Jets or the New Jersey Giants? No, they're the New York Giants. Well, what if New that's York one of the parts of the deal? What if that, like, what if Arlington Heights says the only way you can come it here is if we put that they AH on the, the hat? NF- Mark, the NFL will never allow that to happen. Oh, you don't think it's the NFL all a would marketing allow. thing? Do you think that they're going to. What, what, what's on the side of the Bears' helmets? Well, there is a C right now, but I'm just saying maybe they they're not put... going to be called the Arlington Heights Bears. People you're, you're, have to understand that. Anybody prob- who thinks otherwise. Now, uh, you sometimes like to come on here and just kind of uh, make waves, whatever. I get what you're doing. Don't buy into it, Mark. <laughs> Don't buy in, Mark. Ah, the education of Mark Grody has come to a halt. Very sadly, is uh, we lost a classic, a friend, a colleague, a super talent in Les Grobstein on Sunday afternoon. So I am here presiding over score overnight, honored to be here and honored to be taking your calls at 312-644-6767. And I'm thinking about that clip that was just played. When Les goes with the I repeat that may as well be a, I'm warning you. Like when Les goes to the repeat, where he has gone to the repeat, you know he's starting to get you up against the, the canvas, up against the ropes, I should say. 
I repeat. Oh, no. Here comes the repeat. This is going to be trouble. So, yeah. I, I should have known that Les was looking for the trouncing of me when I had the gall to suggest that A.H. could end up on the Bears' helmets. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Let's get to your calls. 312-644-6767. We begin with John in Displays. Hi, John. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for doing this. And uh, there's only – less can't be replaced, but if there is one person that can uh, do this, I think it's you. So just wanted to say that. Thank you, John. About seven years ago, um, I got diagnosed with a brain tumor, and it changed my life a lot. Uh, I was 24 at the time and mm. could not sleep at night. And my friend said, hey, you know, why don't you turn on less? I've been listening to him forever. He's great, you know, encyclopedia, um, respectful, just, you know, fun, bum of the week. Uh, and for that, you suck. So I just wanted to say thank you to him and uh, his family, um, my condolences. And I just want to thank him for being who he was, um, getting me through a ton of nights where I just couldn't sleep, even this last week. Um, it was hard because I was, I kept on waiting for him to come on at midnight. Cause you know, I usually wait till midnight. I'm like, all right, I can turn on less. I can get my anxiety down and, and fall asleep. And, uh, it's been tough. So, you know, when I heard this morning, like everyone did and was just shocked, it was just, uh, it was, just, it was just sad. And, um, like I said, he will never be replaced or will never be anyone like him. And I uh, just want to thank him for everything he's done, not just for me. I know he's, you know, uh, someone said earlier, it's like a family. It really is. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank him and uh, thank you, Mark, for doing this. And if there is anyone that he can't be replaced, but if there is anyone, because I know your boss is going to be on with you shortly, that I would either you or David Schuster. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you should do overnights because I think that's what Les would want it. And uh, I'm just very grateful to have him in my life. Thank you, Les. I love you. John, thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate that. Great words. And th thanks for waiting as well. Um, that was really good stuff. And look, the, the, I talked about it earlier. We talked about radio being as intimate as it is. And when radio is done right, in a lot of cases, it, it is something that you can depend on every day to have the same rhythm and feel and comfort to it. You know, I don't want to say radio is a comfort food because I like to think of radio as a little bit more stimulating than food, maybe. But there is a comfort to, to coming to something every day that you know that you can expect to be one way. And nobody at our radio station is better at being the same place every day for the listeners. We all come close to it, but Les Grobstein has taken it to another level. Let's go to another John. This one in Platteville, Wisconsin. Hi, John. You're on the score. Thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, Mark, I've been a fan of yours for many years. Thank you. Um, one thing I want to say about Les is uh, I got a chance to broadcast a high school sporting event tonight just south of uh, Platteville in Cuba City. And my former boss and I were talking about Les. He works as a sports director and news director and says, I'd listen to him between 4 to 5 a.m. I would be the drunk guy calling up at night, okay, <laughs> after a game. You know, hey, let's call it as it is, right? I mean, that's how okay. it is. All right, and, yeah. And, you know, you know, he's the morning guy. I'm the night guy. But, you know, he meant the, on the outside looking in. And the outside is, you know, living outside of Platteville, where the Bears were at for uh -huh. uh, summer camp. You know, sure. I broadcast in that same booth. Oh, nice. And what, what's so nice about that is how the Bears are still entwined with Platteville. And that's where on the outside looking in where you have somebody, Mark Evenstead, that was my, uh, that's my mentor, 
that is in his 60s that still listen to less all the time. Again, I'd be the drunk guy calling up at night and argue with him. One night it was, uh, who's America's team? Oh, hey, well, yeah. I'm talking about everybody talks about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> other people talk about Green Bay Packers. And this is before the Cubs won the World Series. I said the Chicago Cubs are America's team. This is 2012. <laughs> and this is when the Cubs were losing, what, 100 games a year? Oh, my God. You So you said that. How does Grover react to that? I imagine it wasn't uh, pretty. No, actually, he reacted and said, you're right. Look at the attendance. We suck. Oh, okay. And okay. Wrigley, and, and Wrigley Field is still packed. You're right. We're America's team because we represent America. We suck, but we still show up. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Next, I, I... next thing you know, he asked me for my address. He sends me a, a score pack of a keychain <laughs> and all that stuff. I'm like, why am I getting this? And I was like, what did I do to get on this guy's radar? Oh, my and God. And then you get, yeah, and it was like it's something being a broadcaster myself that it made me aspire to be kind of like a grubber where it was be like the WWE. It's the same person, but turn yourself up to 150% on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. are the same person, but why not just amplify that personality? <laughs> Have fun. For Christ's sake, he is basically the bartender at bar time. Yep, he is. He's got to be. He's, he's got to be ready to take anything. It's going to be some dirty language. You're going to see people going home with each other. That's that's not that shouldn't be happening. You're right. That's a great analogy. Grobber, the bartender who hears it all and has to clean everything up. And every once in a while, John, he's got to yell at you. Oh, he does because it's like instead of saying the guy at bar time saying, you know what, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. It's like, please stay and listen, but I sure don't want to hear your crap anymore. <laughs> you know, John, that's kind of what yeah. it was. But one question I do have yeah. for you, though, Mark, I know you have sure. so many calls to get to. Yeah. Um, how did Grober get the shortcuts is what I want to know. This guy could figure out his way around Chicago and it would take a half an hour by GPS, <laughs> but he'd get there in 20 minutes. How did he do that? I, I have no idea. It's a great question. Look, Les loved to beat the system in, in any facet of his life, like the example of the, the airline miles. It's not really beating the system because he earned those miles, but he's the guy that, you know, when he gets a Subway sandwich, he punches the hole. You know what I mean? He's going to get that damn free sandwich if he has to go to Subway every day just to be able to say he's getting that free sandwich after all the holes have been punched in so and that's the way Les is with you know with the flight miles he's you know he, he could have flown anywhere at any time because of the billions of flight miles that he's had he is he is a preferred customer who knows how he went about it but he was determined and nobody was going to stop him from getting those things and hacking systems in, a, in an innocent way. And let, let me let me be very clear. It, it was all innocent, but it was definitely premeditated and it was thorough. And, and Les could sort of break into life better than other people because he had the time to do it and he took the time to do it. Let's go to Christian in Westmont. Hi, Christian, you're on the score. Christian, Mark here. I am here, Christian. What is happening? Well, um, you know, like everyone else who's uh, you know shared their grabber stories, I was uh, I was stunned to find out the uh, the news uh, yesterday morning, and um, you know, I actually interned for Grabber in 2010, and it was some of the most uh, some of the most fun I've ever had professionally. I guess, like you know, like roaming running through the hall. For um, I, you know, during a you know, certain <laughs> periods of the night, or if um, like I never had the uh, the break in between, but I, I remember almost to the point of harassment where I was I was stalking him, making sure that hey, what do you need? Like you know, we we're like an hour or so before the show. Like, what do you need? Oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then ten minutes before, hey, let's go do this really quickly. Like, son of a, and uh, <laughs> you know, all these. I'm like, okay, we're putting it together, and it, like as soon as the the update's done, we're we're going right into the uh, right into the opening, and all of a sudden, like you know, we're getting that uploaded into the system, and at the eleventh hour, and it's working, and it's just it was just so 
exciting and fun and and he let me talk too like just as a as a as a weird intern who had thoughts and opinions but he let me talk and actually you know held conversations with me and like allowed me to share my opinions and, and it was just it was good fun and now that i'm 41 years old less is been in my my life you know, since the day I was born, because I had young parents who listened to Steve Dahl, and I heard those stories about the Larry Lujak and the fights and all that fun stuff, and getting to hear the unedited version of the Elia tirade. It's just, I just, I can't believe it. Like, this doesn't just, it, it hasn't sunk in yet. And thank you for letting me share my story. Thank you for sharing yours. It was great to hear Ranji earlier, um, like even the clip with Adam Harris. It was just good fun. And we get to celebrate a life who made such an impact in all of ours. So. Thanks. Hello. Was I, uh, how long was I off there? Okay. Okay, I guess we are back. Sorry about that. We had a, a quick technical snafu that we have taken care of and i think that i just worked through that as smoothly as the grobber would have <laughs> that, that's very possible too 312-644-6767 is the number i'm mark Rody. we're talking about our friend our colleague les grobstein who died on late sunday afternoon and now we're talking about him we're talking about him in his time slot score overnight the one, a showcase that he has made classic. And it's it's good for everybody because it's mostly hilarious and fun. And there's some real, too. There's definitely some real, but it's it's definitely all over the board, too. Tom in Tinley Park. Hi, Tom. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. How are you, buddy? I am well. How are you, Tom? Good. Hanging in there. Uh, it's been a tough day, and uh, just like you said, uh, getting up this morning and the first thing you see all over your phone is just one word, grabber, or Duh. have you heard a couple of words, and it just, uh, you know immediately something's wrong, and it's been tough, but uh, he was a guy that uh, he had never, ever thought uh, would go before you went. You know, it was... He was the bundle of energy no matter what, and this goes back to our days back in the old sports phone times to uh, to now, and it's just uh, it's very disheartening, but uh, he led a great life, and uh, there are a ton of grabber stories. I know uh, your listeners out there have been uh, telling their stories about how he's got them through their nights and things like that, uh, and I just thought uh, maybe we'd like to share a couple of uh, good grabber stories from back in the away-from-work days. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, so you have those stories? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I was a, I was at Sports Phone in the 80s and uh, early 90s, and uh, – did UIC hockey with Les? I was the color man oh. for him, and uh, color man slash awesome. play-by-play man on Saturdays because usually uh, Fridays were good. The UIC would play on Friday night and Saturday night, and Fridays were all good. But Saturday, Les would take off and uh, do a UIC basketball game, usually on the road. So he'd be at Ferris State or somewhere out there, and. <laughs> And then try to get back in time to be there for puck drop for the hockey game that night. So <laughs> of course, I wound of up, course. Uh, yeah, yes. I wound up doing uh, doing the uh, first ten minutes of the first period play by play most of Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was nonstop. I mean, the guy you just you couldn't stop the guy. I mean, and the memories we we had from the the UIC hockey program were unbelievable. That was when oh, the 88 Olympic team came through town with Tony Granado and Brian Leach, Mike oh. Richter. Uh, oh, my we, God. You know, we got to see when Notre Dame went from uh, being relegated back to a club hockey team to oh, getting back God. into NCAA. So, I mean, it was just great. And the guys we had. Tom, you're, Tom you're kind of a – you're a – 
you're a rare gem. You're a, you're a find because this is a part of Les's life that he always references, but we never go that deeply into the UIC days, and you were one of his broadcast partners. So this is just, I just wanted to express to you how excellent this is that you have called in here tonight. And Proceed with what you were saying, though. <laughs> Great. Well, it's my pleasure. I mean, he uh, he deserves all the accolades. Uh, just the... Uh, it's a bad thing that it has to happen when somebody's gone. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, when, well, the UIC hockey team back then, I mean, the CCHA, I thought, was one of the top two or three conferences in the country. And it's a shame that nobody in Chicago seemed to recognize it. <laughs> and like mm. I said, the, the Olympic team came through. Notre Dame restarted their program and came through. Uh, and it was just it's unbelievable, and and here's Les doing games every Friday and Saturday night, yet still doing the basketball <laughs> games in the afternoons. The mileage he put uh, on a car would test. Uh, I mean, he could be a walking commercial for any kind of auto dealership. <laughs> uh, Tom, thank so, you so much for calling and sharing. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you. No problem, Mark. I mean, he was a, he was a wonderful guy. He he organized all our Chicago radio All Star softball. Oh yeah, and, yes, I've heard I mean, of that the legend. Days of, we we played every sports team's front office. We played we played we played the Will County funeral directors. <laughs> we, we we played the Andy Frayne ushers. If you oh, back, if, if anybody oh. out there still remembers the Andy Frayne ushers. Oh, of course, man. Of oh, course. And our home ballpark was Waveland. <laughs> oh, yes. That picking, is, that's picking rocks, drinking beers, and playing softball. <laughs> that's oh, that's the life, man. That's the life. That is the life. Thank you, Tom. And, uh, yeah, Tom worked with Les at Sports Phone and UIC. Like, it's Les always told me about those times, and I certainly didn't remember anything about UIC hockey ever. And, and Tom, you know, highlighted that, that nobody really cared. But Les did. Les did. That's why Tom was a gem. And uh, this a great quote today, this morning. Like, still, I think, one of the best quotes I've read all day on Twitter and everybody giving out the wonderful tributes and this goes along with what tom was just talking about this is this is from uh from steve rosenblum my partner on saturday suckage and longtime score guy longtime tribune guy the one and only steve rosenblum but rosie wrote it it never occurred to me that the grabber would die it's true None of us ever thought the Grobber would die. I mean, he's just because he's Grobber and he's a machine and he's going to outlive all of us. And he's getting old. I didn't know he was 69. I didn't know how old Les was. Okay. I had no idea. I, I mean, kind of an idea, ballpark, but I don't know. Nothing like if, if, if I had heard that he was 66 or 65 or 72, or I, I probably would not have flinched. Like, Les is just one You're of those guys where. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like where he's just he's gotten to in the, that ambiguous point in his life, Sean, because it's like because, again, because he's the same guy all the time and he kind of looks the same all the time and he's got the same energy and he's the same person. So I don't know if he's 64, 69 or 75. Like that's the range right. I had Robert for. Well, you know? it's, it's funny you were brought up that Lady Gaga story or whatever. It's like Les could talk about Madonna or Lady Gaga or whoever. And it was just like weird for me to like even like think of like Les knowing who Lady Gaga is. And then, like, also tell his favorite Michael Jordan story, like, in just, like, the matter of a couple minutes. Like, that was just, you know, the, the Les Grobstein experience. Oh, my God. Yeah. He just, uh, he, he found a way to get involved and, 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 and reach out and just kind of relate to anyone in any way and anything possible. Even if it was just like, uh, hey, you're talking about this, but let you know, I, I've been to the town you're from, and they have a wonderful bakery there. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. And, and... Gonna, I, I got a story here that's on my phone. I'm trying to find it. Maybe in the in the meantime, we yeah. can go to Dan in Whitewater, Wisconsin. Hi, Dan. You're on the score. Hi. I go back. Um, in 1983, I was hired as the hockey SID at UIC. Oh, wow. And okay. that's uh, where I met last. And one of the first assignments we did 
was a, um, a hockey game between UIC and the Blackhawks uh, alumni group to honor Bobby Hall. So we, I was putting the program together, and we had Lloyd Pettit coming down from Milwaukee uh, to introduce the Blackhawk alumni group and also do some of the play-by-play over the PA system. And I try. I said to Les, and I had just met him, and this guy, I was thinking to myself, man, this guy's a bow of energy. <laughs> I mean, he's just nonstop, you know? And I said, uh, God, I wonder where I could get an old play-by-play tape of Lloyd Pettit doing the Blackhawks. And Les says, don't worry about it. I got one in my drawer, you know? <laughs> Les had every play-by-play game for the Blackhawks. Oh my God! And I'm sure all the other teams. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also traveled with Les on the road, and spent countless hours riding the buses of the Midwest with hockey and basketball, and. Trying to figure out Les's travel schedule. One time we were coming back from Columbus, Ohio. We had just played Ohio State on Saturday night. We were on our way back to Chicago. Les is on the bus. He wants the bus driver to drop him off at the Indianapolis airport so he can catch a flight down to Tampa Bay for the Bears game that Sunday. Les falls asleep on the bus. He's, oh, he's no. sleeping. The bus driver, when he end up in Lafayette, he wakes up and he asks, where are we? And I said, uh, somewhere outside of Lafayette. Lafayette, <laughs> I got to catch a plane in Indianapolis. Turn the bus around. No way. Ends up, we end up going back. We get to the campus at UIC, and I end up driving them to O'Hare, and dropping him off, he catches the plane, gets down to Florida, and from what I understand, he had a, a he was in a taxi cab. He said something to the cab driver, and the cab driver turned around and pulled a knife on him. Wait, what? Oh my gosh! Yeah. What? Wait yeah. a minute! Wait a minute! Yeah. I don't know. I might need another source on this story. That is wow. Well, I, the, yeah, are no, you serious? He was, uh, he was trying to, yeah, the cab driver apparently got lost trying to get to um, the um, Buccaneers football stadium. And Les got really pissed off. And I guess the guy turned around and <laughs> supposedly the rumors, from what I had heard later that week, he pulled a knife on the guy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The, the the cab driver pulled the knife on Gropper, right? That's what right. you're saying. Uh, yeah, Gropper, okay, okay. Right. I just want to make sure I was right. hearing the, hearing it correctly. And then yeah. what what does Gropper do? At that point, did Gropper play ball? or, uh, or Gropper, did... they finally got to the stadium. And he made it to the game. <laughs> wait, wait. He pulls the knife on him, and then he continues to take him to the stadium? Yeah, to continue to take him to the stadium. <laughs> they finally got to the stadium. Come on. Wow! Yeah, Robert, you know, Grabber could lose his uh, temper. Uh, oh yeah, I know. I, I know. Like, but to the point where you you're popping out your switchblade on him. I it's mean, Florida. It's Florida. Okay. All right. Tampa I guess. It, I just love. Understand. I yeah. I love the fact that that he that less this hat that this man pulls the knife out on him. And pushes pushes less back, and then still somehow took him. So that's just commonplace transactions in in Florida, apparently, is what you're saying. Apparently, yeah, that's the that's the version I had heard later that week. Oh from, my god! Um, I think it was from my boss, um, who I worked with at uh, UIC. Uh, you know, I I took less, but so many airports. So he could catch flights to get to different parts, you know, to, to let's say, for example, after doing a Friday night hockey game, uh, he had to do a Saturday night basketball game back in Chicago. 
So I would drive him to the Muskegon Airport like at 4 in the morning, catch the Damn. first flight from the Muskegon to O'Hare to, to get to, uh, to do the game Saturday night. And then, um, oh my God. let me say, there's there so many. That's we just travel. incredible. Like, it's incredible oh, that you can travel like that. that. You can just drop a guy off at an airport, and he can go in and get his ticket. Like, it's so funny to think about how, how hard that, that would be to have that that sense of, of just being able to hop on plane to plane. Who was paying for all this stuff? He had. Uh, he was the master of those airline time schedule books that people used that. If you worked in sports, uh, like baseball traveling secretaries had them, and yeah. they could uh, they could uh, schedule flights by just you know looking up a flight time in this book, these airline books. I don't know. I doubt if they still have them because of computers and stuff. Uh, but back then, you had to carry a book with you. The baseball fly, um, travel secretaries all had them. Right. And the okay. basketball guys, I remember seeing the Bulls, uh, um, um, the trainer have a book, and they would, you know, fly. You know, you, you know, you traveled mostly in those days. You traveled by commercial. Right. Teams didn't travel by charter. Yeah. I'll travel by commercial. So right. you had to figure out what time you could get out of uh-huh. a city yeah. and so on and so forth. But, yep, you know, was... Les would pull out the book, and he could look up a flight, and he have a flight arrangement already. You know, like one That's time incredible. I they sent they sent me to Akron, Ohio for the Akron UIC basketball game, and flight and Les made the uh, pulled out the book and made the arrangements for me and stuff. But yeah, he, oh um, he and he was the master of. Um, uh, trying to, you know, he had all the um, frequent flyer miles and stuff like that. Yep, you yep. Know? He had, he had all of that stuff, man. He was. You're right. I mean, that's that's the answer to the question. He was he was well equipped with all that. Dan, thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate you checking in. And uh, yeah, yeah. Les always, like I said, he he always managed to to figure those kinds of things out like ne- never mind he'll figure out how to pay i will say this though that less that's a real skill to have the ability to like book flights and travel coordination or i don't do that well so maybe i'm overstating it but that that seems like you know not everybody is great at like connecting flights and figuring out flights and, and the best ways to go about it. So I got to give that to less before we go to the break. I want to read one quick story. This is one was from uh, Fred Mitchell, longtime Chicago Tribune guy been covered. Everything has been through it all with less. And uh, Fred Mitchell writes the following such sad news regarding the passing of Chicago sports radio legend Les Grobstein. I spent so many years with him in press boxes, locker rooms, press conferences all over the world. In August of 1991, I spent a week covering the Bears leading up to their preseason game against the 49ers in Berlin, Germany. On the day before the game, when practices concluded, we decided to drive to Poland to see the Berlin Wall had come down two years earlier, and we ate in this little Polish restaurant. En route to Poland, we passed through border patrols between West and East Germany, and in true Grobstein fashion, he rolled down the window and shouted... Excuse me, I'm, I'm ruining the story because I can't scroll here. Um, he shouted derogatory comments toward the armed German border patrol soldiers as I sped away as quickly as I could. R.I.P. Grabber yelling at the I Eins try fear fimpf. <laughs> Grabber yelling at the border patrol soldiers. That is just absolutely deluxe and wonderful and that is from fred mitchell and i I can't remember it's probably on facebook i think is where i snagged that so we're going to keep talking about grobber and there is room for you if you are a less fan 
a less listener. Maybe you sparred with Les Grobstein, like a couple of our callers have admitted to. We had the one guy admitting calling him drunk all the time. Hey, it was what it was, you know, and, and yeah, you can admit that. I want to hear from you. I want your stories, your thoughts, or maybe you just need to vent something as well. I would love to hear from you. 312-644-6767. Also, when we return, we're bringing the boss on. Mitch Rosen, the program director here at Sports Radio 670, the score, is going to jump on with me for a while. And we'll talk about less. He, he has tracked him, been around him his entire career, hired him overnights at the score. And so we will we will connect radio dots with less and continue to reminisce and take your calls at 312-644-6767 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 